I like to I like to call Day the Sultan of Swagger. So <laughs> if you ever need to feel good about yourself, ask Day to give you a little encouraging word. I felt good about that. <laughs> yeah, our, our conference coming up is just is brilliant. It's exciting. What a month we have, thanks Day. What a month we have in April, hey? We had a, a downpour of rain yesterday. I think we have a downpour of exciting things of the Spirit for us at Catch the Fire. Who was here on Thursday night for Chris Valadin? Wasn't it fantastic? It was absolutely brilliant. If you couldn't make it out, I want to encourage you. you can, it, we, it, I think we had it on Facebook Live, so you can look on Facebook and find it. It was fantastic, and he stirred us on and stirred us up. It was brilliant and we have an exciting week coming ahead this week. If you have registered for the conference, well done. You're in for a, a great ride. We're going to have some exciting, I think, times in the Holy Spirit as we do whenever Heidi and Roland come into town and we have our extra special guests as well with Seth and Kristen from New Zealand who I haven't met but I've heard about them and I'm really excited to just receive from them. And that's, we, we do conferences because we love to invite people in that we really want to receive from. And so I want to encourage you, if you haven't signed up for the conference, it is not too late. You can find out at the, at the table at the back how to do it or go on our website. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. And so I'm going to get myself strapped in and ready to be um, undone and and excited. So it's going to be really, really good. So I don't invite you to come because I want you to, you know, make us look good. It's not about that. I invite you to come for yourself, to come and receive from heaven and from champions in the faith. So it's good. Well, I'm excited to, to speak this morning. I think God has is just up to some amazing things in our community, isn't he? He's doing some incredible things. We're in a real season of momentum, a real season of shift and transition again, and he has been building momentum and and just I, I just am excited. I'm so excited for what he's doing amongst us. And he has a plan and a purpose for us here at Catch the Fire, doesn't he? He has a plan individually for, for each one of us, and he has a plan and a purpose for us in this city, in this region, and in this world to jump on board, gather on board of the momentum that he is, has been increasing, and he wants us to do some incredible things. He wants to do incredible things through us. And so I'm excited. I'm, I'm pumped to share my message with you this morning. And I want, I want to invite you. I, the, the title of my message today is Get On Board. <laughs> I've got a little picture illustration. If you guys want to put up the first picture just to get people excited. I'm from Australia. For those of you who don't know me, I'm from the very, very deep south. <laughs> That's why I've got this accent. And I am not one of those people on that board. <laughs> I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> so I'm going to invite you today to get on board. You can take that picture down. I thought it was thrilling. I, I tried to surf. I like to boogie board and I windsurf. But I, so I, I'm better with a sail attached to the board. But um, 
probably not so much these days. It's been a while. But I like to surf. You can take that picture down, actually, for me. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, I, I'm looking at the back screen. <laughs> okay, so I'm not a surfer, although I really would like to surf because it looks thrilling. And I, I'm the kind of person that I enjoy roller coaster rides. And like I like the higher, the better. The faster, the better. I'm not so good with the spinny ones nowadays. But, but there's something about the thrill of, of riding on waves that is is exciting to me. So I've done a bit of boogie boarding and body surfing, but I tried surfing in Australia and I wasn't that great at it. So <laughs> anyway, but the picture that that the father has been giving me, I'll share in a, in a minute, has has been about us all getting on riding on surfboards together. And I'm going to share that with you in a minute. But really, what I wanted to just say is he is he has been doing incredible things in us. And he has been, we've been encountering his presence in fresh ways. We've been hearing testimony of what he's been doing in individuals' lives. I loved it on Easter weekend when we had the, the people getting up sharing what Jesus has done for them. I'm like, he is up to something, isn't he? He's doing some incredible things and it is exciting. He's, he's creating this wave of momentum amongst us. And he is encountering us. We are being changed in his presence. He's encountering us in his presence to the point where we are becoming the encounter for others. And, and that's his invitation to us. We get to encounter our heavenly daddy, to receive his love, to pour our love back on him and to be transformed by him in those encounters. When we gather together, when we're at home, when we're on the bus, when we're on the train, when we're at the grocery store, when we gather together in Ignite groups, when we're at the coffee shop, whatever, when we're at the conference, we get to just encounter his presence and get transformed and then as we're transformed wherever we go we get to become the encounter for those around us because he wants us to transform our city and these the cities around us and this world to become world changers and as we grow as we as we ride that that wave of momentum as we jump on board of what he's doing Things are going to have to change. Things are going to shift, aren't they? And so you, you will have heard, you, you saw the, the information just there, and a couple of weeks ago we had a join the team fair because we're going to two services because God is expanding us. He's growing us. He's stretching us. And, and we really have felt that he wanted us to, to multiply the services, to make more room for the people that he is gathering and bringing in. Okay, now that may feel a bit uncomfortable or you may look around the room and you think, well, we could fit some more chairs in here. We could squeeze a bit tighter because we all like to be together. <laughs> we like to be cozy and comfortable because we love our family. And yes, we do. But God has called us to be incredible world changers and to impact the region. And so as he has been growing us and spreading us out, we've really felt this inner urgency to multiply the services. Our children's rooms are getting full. You know, the size of this auditorium doesn't reflect this, the capacity for the children's rooms. So we, we want to expand so that we have more room for those families that are coming in because we're busting at the seams. The car park is getting full. We want to multiply the services 
because we want to make room for people. We want people to know that they can come here and belong and be part of this family. Amen? <laughs> so the, the Father always reminds me in these seasons, he brings back this word to me, this scripture to me, and I love to read it from um, the message version. If you want to turn with me to Isaiah 54, and we're going to look at uh, 2 to 3. If you have your iPhone or your iPad, you can probably get the message version up, but if you have your other version, you can just listen to me. Okay, we're going to start. It says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. <laughs> Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. <laughs> I like that picture. You're going to need, it gets a bit squishy sometimes. We're going to need lots of elbow room for our growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You'll forget all about the humiliation of your youth and the indignities of being a widow will fade from memory. So the Father's inviting us. He's, he's, he's reminding us this call on our lives to be a... a a, re, a resource center, an apostolic resource center to the, the region and to the world. And so he, he he's, keeps bringing this passage back to me to remind me of that. You know, I love my friends. I love my family. I love to be able to see people on a Sunday morning and, and recognize them and say hi and greet them and remember their names. But but we're, we're getting to that point where that's almost impossible. You can't, you, you meet people and you say, hey, is this your first time? And they're like, uh, no, I've been coming here for three months. And sorry if I've ever said that to any of you. I apologize. That's not my, my heart. <laughs> I break off any rejection. <laughs> I love you and I want to get to know you as much as I can. <laughs> But the invitation from the Father is to spread out, to think big, to make space because he's calling us for growth. He's the one that builds the church, but we have to listen to him when he says, stretch out, make some changes. Don't keep doing things the way you've been doing them. Change because I have growth coming for you. I have more coming for you. And he started that momentum already. Expand, think big, don't play it safe. Don't, don't have little things that you can manage, little dreams that you can actually accomplish by yourself. Stretch yourselves. You know, if we're only ever doing things that we know we can do, where is, where's faith? Where's trust? <laughs> we, I, I, my, I think the Father wants us all to have those great, big, hairy dreams, you know, those great, big, impossible things that only can be accomplished in Him, through Him and by him. So let's continue to think big. Don't play it safe. Don't get comfortable. Dream bigger. And, and this is part of God's dream for us as we spread out, as we multiply the services. He says, use plenty of rope. Plenty of rope. The rope, if you imagine a tent, a massive tent being put up, 
You have to use long pieces of rope to pull it out and to, to make it taut, to hold it big. I don't know if there's any campers in here, but in our family, we have six people. So we have the Taj Mahal of tents. <laughs> we brought it with us from Australia, and I'm sad to say we haven't used it more than a couple of times since we arrived because you've got to go for long enough to make it worth setting the Taj Mahal up. <laughs> It's got like two big domes that you can stand in to fit our families so that we feel like Murray and I get a room and the girls get a room. <laughs> and then if it's raining, you know, you've got a place you can sit to be sheltered from the rain. So it requires a long cord to hold a big tent up. So, so these are some of the structures that we, get, we have to put in place, some of the things that we need to do to make adjustments as we spread out, as the tent grows, as we make room. It says, drive the pegs down deep. Drive the pegs down deep. Don't just kind of put a little, little tent peg in the ground and hope that it's going to stand up. Be deeply rooted. We are being deeply rooted in this region. Catch the Fire is here to stay in this region, aren't we? <laughs> and we're not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm so excited that God has brought me here into this, this city and this region. And I'm glad that he's brought all of us here and he's gathering more people here. And we're going to drive the tent pegs deep for stability and to be long, to, to create a long-lasting legacy for, for generations to come of people who can encounter the presence of the living God and to be totally overwhelmed and undone in his presence and to be transformed and renewed and refreshed and restored and sent out. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're putting deep tent pegs down. And we need lots of elbow room for our growing family. We need space for our growing family. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Let's not be afraid of change because change is here to stay. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Change is here to stay. Don't be afraid. Taking risks, saying, yeah, we're going to step out in faith. Our Heavenly Daddy loves that. You know, when we said we're going to, in our, when we were in the Leesville Road building, if you haven't heard that story, and we said we're going to purchase this building by faith, it was a huge step of faith. It was a massive risk, but we felt like that's what he was calling us to do. And we said, we, we're going to think big. We are thinking big. And what did he do? He provided $1.2 million anonymously through a generous donor who we still have no idea. It was from the Lord himself. Hey? <laughs> and then, right, we, th we could have got comfortable and thought, oh, yeah, we've made it. We've got a building. It's paid off. It's good. You know, we're good. We're kind of making our, our you know, little space here in Raleigh. But then he says, oh, no, this place, that place is getting a bit too small for you. I have something else. And he brings us this incredible building. Now, it's not about the building, but the building makes lots of great things happen. It's a wonderful resource for us, isn't it? So let's continue to think big. Let's not hold back. Let's, let's take risks. And going to two services in some senses is taking a little bit of a risk, isn't it? You know, things might feel a little bit different, but I'm inviting you to get on board with what he's doing this morning. <laughs> 
Don't hold back because he'll provide. So he wants us, I feel like the invitation at the moment, I, a couple of weeks ago, about, I think it was about three weeks ago at our staff meeting, I was sharing and I felt like the Lord gave me this picture. And he gave, you can put that first picture back up again if you like, the one of all the different uh, surfboards. But he gave me this picture of us, um, you know those long surfboards that they used to have in the olden days, long boards? I know they have skateboards like that now, but they had surfboards that were long. And he gave me this picture of, of us standing on these long surfboards, riding this wave of momentum. Now, you'll know when, if you've surfed or if you've watched people surfing, they, they, the surfers paddle out. It's quite a hard, hard work to paddle out. And then they sit and they wait and they watch the waves, the waves coming right? They can't do anything about it, but God brings the tide in. And sometimes when there's been a bit of a storm, there's a pretty good tide that comes with it, isn't there? So I feel like the Father is saying he has built, he's, he's, he's brought this wave of momentum. He's, he's doing something to prepare us. He's been doing the hard work He's been adjusting things. He's been growing things and, and kind of raising the tide. And so I had this picture of, of us kind of paddling on the surfboards, getting on that wave of momentum that the Father is doing, right? We're on, on these boards and we're all surfing in a line together, like that picture that hasn't reappeared again. <laughs> oh, that's a different one. It was the first one, sorry. <laughs> Yay, that's it. <laughs> so I had this picture of us all riding this wave of momentum, which is thrilling and exciting and a little bit scary, isn't it, sometimes? You know, when change and growth and we're taking risks, we're stepping out and faith is happening, it can be a little bit scary, a little bit intimidating. Yeah? And so then I saw the father. He was saying, okay, right, who are you going to bring on board with you? Who are you going to bring on board? And I saw us. As a, as a body, reaching down into the water and pulling people up on board, pulling them up, saying, come on, get on board, get on board. Now, I believe that he was saying to me, this, that is for this, this family here, right? And it's also for those who don't yet know the Father. So there's two aspects to it, and I'm not going to focus on the second one of evangelism and pulling people on board. What I want to focus on is the fact that he was saying, I've provided the momentum. I'm, I've brought the momentum for you. Will you get on board today? Will you get on board as a church? I want to bring you all on board because I have big things and I need everybody in their place doing their thing, expressing their gifts and, and taking root and standing on their board in this body. And in that, I want you to grab other people from the body, get on board. I want... I want you, the invitation is to ride the wave of momentum, find the place where you fit, express your gift, ride in an exciting journey with the Father in this body, but bring others with you. Who are you bringing with you? I want to ask you that question today. Okay, you might have found a place where you fit at Catch the Fire Raleigh. You might have got stuck in with a specific ministry, prayer ministry or um, 
children's ministry or uh, doing the sound or hospitality, you might have found a place. I want to ask those of you who have, and I thank you for those of you who have found a place to really express some of who you are and to pour out and to serve. I want to, in, I want to ask you, I thank you, and I want to say, who are you bringing with you on that journey? Because it's not just about us, is it? It's about those in our midst who we can invite to join us, who we can create a place where they belong and they feel safe, where they can learn to express their gifts as well. So that's my challenge to you this morning. Who are you bringing on board as, you, as you're riding the wave of momentum? And it's a challenge to me as well. I'm like, okay, Father, you know, you've called me, Murray and I, as the lead pastors here, and you've given us vision with Duncan and Kate and the team. Who are we pouring into? Our role is to pour into those people who are leading with us, who are, who are leading the church along, you know, alongside us. Obviously, the Holy Spirit's leading. But but who are we? are we? Are we drawing them in? Are we connecting with them? Are we speaking into their lives, um, saying, this, you're amazing. Have you thought about this? Or what about this? And I want to ask, I want to invite you. That's not just for our, us who are on paid staff. That's for all of us as a body to find our place where we really connect, where we fit, and where we can invite others in and say, hey, Join me on this ride. I see you have a gift, and I, I recognize the gift of God in you. Or I just want to connect with you. Get on board with me. Come and join me. Follow me as I follow Christ. I want to pour out. I want to love the, the local body of Catch the Fire Raleigh Durham. Join me in this. And I just want to say we need you. <laughs> Honestly, we need you. We need, we need your help. We need you as the family to participate. Now, as I say this, I recognize that there are people here who haven't fully decided that they're going to make Catch the Fire Raleigh their home church. And that's okay. There's no pressure. There's absolutely no pressure. You're free to be here and to just test the waters to to get to know, to maybe come along to our um, Meet the Leaders evening when we have one, or maybe to uh, come and meet some of the leaders at the end of the, at, of the service and just ask some questions. Maybe connect with some other people in the community. If you feel like going to a, an Ignite group, we're signing up with our Ignite groups. If you're new here, you can connect in an Ignite, Ignite group. Or when we do core values, which tells you all about how, you know, what our heart is, what we feel like God has called us to in this, re in this region as a church, what we believe and the things that are important to us and how we operate as a as a body and who some of our leaders are, core values. You can come to that if you want to just get to know us a little bit more. But you are free to be if you're a visitor, if you're just, just gently coming in and you haven't decided that Catch the Fire is your home. Well, actually, everybody is free to, to choose to do that. <laughs> you don't have to get stuck in. 
We're not going to scold you if you choose not to step in even further, come in closer. That's okay. You're free. But I want to invite you to actually become, as you step into that place of belonging a little bit more. So if you're a guest, please don't feel under any pressure to have to do anything different than just find out a little bit more. But if God has called you to belong at Catch the Fire, if he's called you as a person, now I unashamedly say this, that God has called every believer to be part of a local church. I believe in the local church. Not, I, I did ever before I was on staff at a local church. I am 100% sold on the body of Christ and the local church. I, and I unashamedly say that, and I know Murray would agree with me. We, we have always, ever since we got saved, been part of a local body, a local, we have belonged at a local church and got stuck in and thrown ourselves in. So if you have chosen to, to if, or if God has called you to belong at Catch the Fire Raleigh, he has people, he has a job for you to do here. He has a, a ministry for you to get involved in. He has a board for you to, to jump on and get on board and ride. He has people who he wants you to influence and, and pour into and draw them alongside you. And he also has people who maybe you might need to pour into you, to, to come alongside you. Now, I'm not saying you belong to catch the fire. I'm not saying you belong to catch the fire. I'm saying if God has called you to belong at catch the fire, because we know we belong to Jesus, don't we? We are his. We belong to him. Let's just have a look at John 15, 16 to 17, just if you need to settle this in your hearts. So I'll just start at 15. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. This is, the, this is the belonging to him that I'm talking about. We were, we were far off from him, and he chose us. He, he, he handpicked us, and he paid the greatest price by giving his, shedding his blood and giving his life for each one of us. And when we believed that he did that, he put us into a family, so we belong. He said, my arms are open wide for you. I gave my life for you. Do you want it? I chose you before you knew me. You know, Ephesians 1 verse 3 to 5, it talks about he chose us 
in him before the foundation of the world. He, prede he, he predestined us for adoptions, adoption as sons. So even before we knew who he was or we wanted anything to do with us, he saw us, he cared about us, he had a plan and a purpose for us and he wanted us to be in his family. So if there's anybody here who's been rejected by their family, been rejected by the church, been told that you're not worth it or that you're not loved or that you are not accepted in any way that you felt isolated or, or alone, I want to just clear that up for you today. That is not true. You have a father. We have a father who before the beginning of the creation of the world had each one of us in his mind. And he purposed to do everything that he could do to bring us into relationship with him. It is all about him and not about us. So we may feel lonely, but we are never alone. We may feel like somebody doesn't like us, but there is always someone who loves us with a lavish love. And so I want to declare over you today, if you feel like you, are, you don't belong or you're rejected, you belong to him. Jonathan Helser wrote a fantastic song, and I love it. And if I'm ever doubting who I belong to, if I ever feel rejected or abandoned, I can listen to that song, and I won't sing it for you because I'll slaughter it. <laughs> Abba, I belong to you. Abba, I belong to you. And I remind myself of that regularly. So I just declare that today. We belong to him. But he has called us to be part of a local body, a local expression of his family, hasn't he? So if you belong at Catch the Fire, he has, he, he, his invitation. Now, I think today a lot of people who maybe have been hurt by the church or, or maybe haven't got a full understanding of the word think that I can just go from conference to conference or I can watch the internet and that's my church or I can, you know, follow a, you know, Christian, listen to their sermons online. But I do not think that is belonging at all. I think it's wonderful, all of those things, but I think that it, with the incredible internet and the access that we have to amazing, amazingly gifted um, local bodies that aren't local to us, we can actually become a little bit gypsy-like in our faith, can't we? And people can say, well, this, these people have hurt me. I don't agree with them. I don't like them. But I belong with, you know, that church. But if you can't actually be in the flesh living with a group of believers at that local church, I would say you don't belong and you're not part of a church body. And I would challenge you, and I'm not saying everyone here even guess that you have to belong at Catch the Fire Raleigh. I would invite you to because I think this is a fantastic church. I, I love, I love y'all, <laughs> all y'all. But there is absolutely no pressure. If you do not feel like you found your tribe here, I bless you to go and find your tribe and find a place where you can belong, where you really connect heart to heart, where you can be challenged and stirred, where you can open your heart up and be known and where you will let other people be themselves in your midst and get to know them as well. Now, I think you can find that here. And if you, if you haven't found that here yet, then I would encourage you to keep pressing in. 
And I'll point you in the direction of some people that you can connect with if you like. But it's okay if you don't if you don't feel God has called you to belong at Catch the Fire. But I would encourage you to go find that place where he has called you. Let's just look at Ephesians 2, verse 19 to 22 in the message, which just also highlights again the, the fact that we belong Ephesians 2. Again, I'm going to use the message for this one. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. We're no longer spiritual gypsies, are we? Or we're no longer exiles outside. We're no longer aliens. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. We have his name all over us. We have his spiritual DNA on the inside of him. We are the very living headquarters of the Trinity as individuals. But, so we're seated in heaven with him, aren't we? We're one, we're united with him. We belong to him. We're not aliens, we're not strangers. But it says God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here. Our pasts, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Irrespective of how we got here, he's using us all in what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you. He's using me, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. Now, I know he's building his, his body, his, his church, and it's not just about Catch the Fire Raleigh. So please don't, you know, just don't think I'm kind of trying to build some kind of empire here. I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> but he's building us into his, his body. He adds us into his body. He includes us. He says, yes, you're mine. You belong to me. But he also doesn't want us to be isolated and alone. He wants us to, to belong in a local expression of his body, which for us who are here today is Catch the Fire Raleigh. He's building a home. He's not building a hotel where you can just come in and visit and then go out. He's not building a gas station, on service station that you, you just pull in, get what you need and then go on again. Although it catch the fire may be a service station for some people where they come, they get fed, they get filled up and they go back out again. But for those of us who he's called to belong at catch the fire, he's building a home. And so in a home, in our home, my kids don't come in and say, I'm going to look at the menu and this is what I want for dinner. Now, Daddy actually does most of the cooking, so they don't say daddy although he's very kind and he might say, hey, what do you guys feel like tonight? And he will do that for them. But in our home, you don't just get to say, oh, I don't want this, cook me something different. 
you eat what's on the menu, what's served you, or you can feel free to make yourself something else to eat. That's fine. In our home, you have responsibilities. Now, mum and dad might have some bigger responsibilities and things that we're managing, like we're earning the income, we're managing the bills. Our kids, we don't ask our kids to do that, but we're teaching them to steward their resources. But they participate. And in our family, you do not get paid an allowance to do the things that a family is supposed to do to take care of the home. <laughs> I'm sorry for those of you who have to pay your children. Now, we do give our children a small allowance, but that is, that is something different. And it's not, we just have the expectation that you are going to participate in running the home in a way that it needs to run. So you keep your room tidy. You do your washing when you get old enough to be able to do it. My children all do their own washing now, and they have done for years. They learn how to do it. Well done, girls. They're amazing. <laughs> they feed the dog. Sorry, Sarah. That's mostly Sarah's job because she's the youngest and is the one that's mainly at home. <laughs> they empty the dishwasher or pack the dishwasher. They help sometimes prepare meals, and they contribute in ways. So that's what happens in a family. They don't say, oh, mum and dad, clean up after me. My room's a mess. Come and make sure you do it for me. They don't do that. That's what a home is. That's what happens in a house. God is building a home here. He's building us together. And we all have different, different gifts, different things that we are, different strengths, different weaknesses. And he is inviting each one of us to express those in this local church. And so as we are getting on the wave, jumping on board and riding the wave of momentum of growth and expansion that he is doing amongst us, then I want to invite you to be the part of the body of this local expression of the body that he's called you to be, to get on board and to join in and to bring others with you. Do you know it's so much more fun doing work together, isn't it? Anyone else find that? I love, I, we've just moved house. Thank you, Jesus. I love my new house. I don't, I'm not particularly into things, but I'm very, very thankful for my new house. It's like an oasis. And I just, we had a number of people from this room and others who helped us with packing, with sorting out. I just want to give a shout out to Molly Ferengi and Amanda. They, they have a business called Simplify and they help you sort things. If you ever need help, look them up. They are amazing. They came and helped me simplify my house, our old house before we put on the market. <laughs> and it was amazing getting rid of all the clutter. It's so good clearing things out. It's such a spiritual experience. Anyway, they... They helped me with that, and then we had people help us move. We, we moved ourselves, so we rented two big trucks, and we were closing on our old house on the same day that we were closing on our new house, so we could, didn't have any overlap of when we could move, so we had to get it all done really quickly, and we had some amazing people help us. It is so much more fun when you work together, isn't it? And it makes the work so much easier. That proverb that says, many hands make light work, 
although there were some people who did heavier work, like with big muscles, like Michael and Aaron and <laughs> others. <laughs> I won't say that's just for women, Regine and Fee. Sorry, my love. <laughs> You've got really big muscles too. <laughs> Murray has done a lot of heavy lifting. Please don't. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Pull it back together. You've been amazing. Murray's done a lot. <laughs> But it's much more fun when we do it together, isn't it? When we, when we join in and when we have help. You know, 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the different um, parts of the body. You know, there's many parts, but each have different functions. Well, we each have different gifts. And I want to say this morning that, that if some parts of the body aren't functioning in their gift, we miss out. I miss out. And you may have, right? I, I have done children's ministry quite a lot. I don't do it that much anymore. I haven't done it for quite some time, although I'm always willing to go and help if they need somebody, if they're stuck. I'm, every now and then I will go and pop my head in and a couple of times I've stayed in to go and love on some babies because I find that really just makes me feel incredibly joyful. But, um, you, you know, if, I, if we have the same people always doing the same things in children's ministry, and I want to thank them, they're always worth thanking, because they, they run the program, they tirelessly love on our kids and teach them and raise them up and, and equip them, and they're so patient, and many of them do it Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Well, as we're multiplying the services, we need more help in the children's ministry among other areas. And, but the thing is, if we always have the same people doing that job, what happens if you have a gift and you reflect a different aspect of the Father's heart and His personality and you don't bring it in there? Well, those kids miss out. You know, I look, I, I, that scripture that says the multifaceted wisdom of God, the multicolored wisdom of God, it's like we each carry and reflect slightly different aspects of who he is. And if we don't operate in those gifts, if we don't step out and even have a go at something, if we've never done it before, maybe we don't know and maybe we don't realize and the body doesn't get to experience that part of the Father. And so I want to encourage you. You have gifts. You have things to bring. And I and please hear me. I'm not, I, I, I am not admonishing you in any way. I thank each and every person who is part of this church. And you are so generous with your time. You're so generous with your finances. You're so generous with your words. So well done. Well done. But I want to stir you up today. I want to invite you to get on board today. I want to invite you to ask the Holy Spirit today, is there somewhere that you would have me? Is there somewhere that I could express you to the people around me? Is Which board do you want me to get on today? And I know there are already people writing multiple boards, and that's okay. You don't have to get on another board unless the Holy Spirit's telling you. 
often you find that people who are really keen are doing multiple things. But if everybody is playing their part, the whole body functions well together. And it's a place of health. And I would argue that you cannot belong, you, sorry, you cannot thrive if you don't belong somewhere. Okay, thriving is kind of really putting deep roots down. Thriving is really living out of the fullness of who you are, who God's called you to be. And I think that belonging, knowing who we belong to, but then belonging in the body and finding a place where you fit and expressing who you are and putting deep roots down so that when storms come, when you go through difficulty, you've got others around you. You've got people who you can share with. You've got relationships that are safe and, and people who will call out the best in you and people who will support and love you and then you can thrive. And so we want to create a, a place here that other people can come in and find a place to belong. So we, I invite you today to get on board and ride the wave. And you can put up that last slide because I thought it looked really fun. The last picture that I had, which I think he's shown a couple of times, if there's anyone in the, in the sound booth. If you could put up that second picture, it's a picture of the Guinness Book of Records. In a couple of years ago, they made a massive surfboard. <laughs> and they put 66 people on this surfboard and actually surfed and rode a wave. And there's something fun about joining in together, being the body together, each functioning in their different part, each expressing the gift of God. It makes for a fun ride, doesn't it? Excellent. Well, I'm gonna invite you to stand. Now, I'm aware that there may be people here who, as I've been sharing and talking about belonging and talking about riding this wave of momentum and being part of the local body, I'm aware that there may be some people here who, who don't even know who they belong to. They don't even know to whom they belong. That you maybe are not sure that you belong to your heavenly daddy, that Jesus is your savior and your Lord. And so I want to give you an opportunity even right now to settle that with him. So I'm going to just invite us to close our eyes. If, you, if, you've, if you're unsure of who you belong to, if you've never made that commitment even, I just want to say today's your day. His arms, Jesus' arms were open wide at the cross, saying, come to me, come to me. I did this for you. This is for you. There's no shame. Your past does not define you. I have a plan and a purpose. And all you need to do today is just believe me at my word. Believe that I died for you, that I died to take your sin that I died, that I took your place because I knew that it was impossible for you to live the perfect life so that I could bring you into my arms and take you home to my Father. And if you want to know that you belong to the Father today, just tell him in your own words, say, Father, 
I've been unsure. But would you settle that in my heart right now? Would you settle the belonging? I'm sorry for all the things that I've done. I'm sorry for the way that I have isolated myself or, the, or not heard your voice. I ask that you'd forgive me. And today I want to belong to you. I want to know that I belong to you. Make your home in me today, Jesus. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. I run into your arms that are open wide for me right now. And if you've prayed that with me, if you've agreed that with me, I want to declare that the Father says over you, welcome home. Welcome home. You belong to me. I'm your Father, and I love you, and I have loved you with an everlasting love. And if you've, made, if, you've, if you've prayed that prayer today, I want to encourage you to tell a person that you're with. Tell someone today before you leave. Come find me if you want to. And you can belong either here or you can find another church, Bible-believing church, and find a tribe that you connect with there. And I'm also, I was also conscious that maybe there are people who feel like outsiders even here in our midst. Maybe because of hurt or the pain of previous church experiences or maybe you've been hurt here. That's very possible. And you feel like you're standing back and you haven't found that place to belong in this community today. I, f I felt like the Father wanted to just kiss those wounds. I just see the Father kissing those wounds in our hearts where you felt isolated. Or maybe you've even isolated yourself because you're afraid. I just see the Father kissing those wounds. I just want to invite you, if that's you, just to hold your hands up to Him. If you... You know, you feel like you've done everything. You've tried to connect. You've tried to push in. But you still have felt, for whatever reason, like you're on the outside. That you're not on the inside. I want to invite you to be brave right now and lift your hands up to God. And I actually even want to invite you right now just to lift your hands up. I know that can feel a little bit scary. But we want to right now gather around you and just declare over you that you belong. So if you have struggled with this issue, and it is okay, there is no shame here. If you've struggled with this issue, you've thought, I'm just too different, I don't look the same, I don't act the same, or my mother and father have rejected me and so I've struggled to push through, or I've just been hurt and wounded, or I've just struggled in my mindset to really know that I am part of the family. I want to invite you just to raise your hands and be really, really brave. And if you have anyone around you, thank you guys. If you have anyone around you right now, if you're near anyone who's got their hands raised, I would, I would like to invite you community. Hold your hands up. Don't be afraid. We want to gather around you right now as the community and just declare belonging over you. 
So we can minister right now as a community to these people and just declare that they belong, that you are welcome, that there is nothing broken about you. You are not isolated. You, are, you may feel lonely, but you are not alone. You belong. And we welcome you in this place. Holy Spirit, just lay hands on them and just start to pray for them and declare belonging over them today. Father, would you just break any agreements that have been made with you that we are rejected or that we do not belong? Would you break them right now? Would you break the power of those words that somebody's spoken over them or even through actions? If there's ministry team around, you can go around and, and, and help pray for people. But we're all ministers in this moment. Can we have someone else down the front here? There's a lady with her hands up. Could we have some... If you, uh, if you had your hands up and no one has come to you yet, do not receive any rejection. Wave your hands so that people can come and pray for you. Wave your hands. So we cancel that rejection right now. Holy Spirit, Father, Daddy, Abba, would you just declare over each heart belonging? Would you kiss the wounds, kiss the pains, minister to the pains right now? We release that rejection. We let go of it. If you need to forgive anyone, even yourself or God, I want to invite you to do that right now. Just say, Dad, I forgive you. Mom, I forgive you. School teacher, I forgive you. Sister, brother, just pastor. And I declare unlocking as we forgive, as we speak out forgiveness. I just see the Father unlocking and releasing freedom. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More, Lord, thicken your presence. I just speak to your identity. And I say you belong. You are welcome. You are wanted. You are beloved. You are his beloved. You are worth what he paid. You are the pearl of great price. I declare that over you today. He bought the whole field for you. And he has a place for you to belong. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I want you just now to ask him, this is a good question, Jesus asked it, because often this is to do with our identity. I want you to be brave and just say to him, say, Father, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Just let those other voices be silenced. Who do you say I am? And if anyone around them has a, a prophetic word just to release quickly over them, why don't you just do that? Let it be edifying. Build them up. Let it be loving. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Daddy, that we are yours. We love you. We love you. 
thank you that you are knitting us together. So those people, you can keep receiving, but as a, as a church family, what I want to do is I just, I just want to invite you just to kind of raise your hands. If you want to get on board and wide that, ra- that wave of momentum that the Father is inviting us into, that He's doing, and you just want to say, yes, I get on board, I'm all in, just lift up your hands and just declare it to Him now. Daddy, I just declare I am all in. I've put all my stuff in you. Everything is in you. (laughs) Thank you that I'm in you. But I just say yes to the momentum that you've created. And I say yes to getting on that wave of momentum. I say yes to getting on board, to expressing my gift in this body, to expressing who you've created me to be, to finding my place, to pouring out my life, to giving my life away to those around me. Daddy, I say yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We say yes to you. Amen. Thank you, guys.